Barcelona, you're listening to 106.9 FM, Radio Canal Barcelona, English Radio in the Morning. I'm Virgil, and I'm here with my partner again, Anne Rico. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Virgil. Well, Summer's summer here. has sprung. Yes, I know. You know. We usually come in talking about, well, it's been raining, and maybe it's a little chilly, but you know what? The air conditioning... Feels very good. Feels very good. Very Although, good. you know, I really don't have air conditioning in my, in my apartment other than in two rooms, so... Well, okay. So everybody like... Is that a matter of choice or... It's a matter of choice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. People so. huddle in the two rooms. Or, <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can imagine that, you know. That might change in the future. Well, okay. But then you're going to have your friends over. So you'll have your friends all in the bedroom and the kitchen and all Living that. Living room. Ah, okay. All right. So, so, whatever. So anyway. Yeah. So apart from, you know, uh, schwitzing. Schwitzing. Yes. Yeah, I've had a busy week here with... Um, my daughter's grandmother from Germany, which has been a very nice visit. Everybody's speaking German and English and everything else in the house. Which is great. Which is very good. But... And she's going back home today. Today. So you'll we have, will miss her. You'll have your home back, though. Exactly. In a way. In a way. Well, you know... Crazy very, times of year. When you have people in your house, it's never really your house anymore until the guests leave. Yeah. No matter how easy and nice they are. Right. But you can't anyway. walk around in your underwear and all of that. Absolutely. So anyway, well, we've got a wonderful guest. Yes, with us speaking today. of guests. Yes, guest. We have Natalia Kim, who surprisingly I find out has been here longer than you have. Yes, yes. It's one of those little trivia things about us. She's been here. How long have you been here, Natalia? Well, I think it's forty-one years. Wow. I arrived in January seventy-five. So I mean, she like really <laughs> kills me. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like by sixteen years. Wow. Yeah, just, yeah. 91. 91, yeah. Okay. Well, she's one of the few. Well, yeah, and Natalia is a, a very special person, a, a PR specialist, a journalist, and obviously someone who knows a lot about Barcelona. So we're going to be back to talk with her right after this. Peace. 
Tavares with Never Had a Love Like This. Well, we're here talking with uh, Natalia Kim, and uh, we're getting a little bit of an education about uh, real estate and uh, rental regulations here in Barcelona, and it seems to be a little strange. A little? Like Twilight Zone? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Wait, no, what's the other one? Catch-22, Twilight Zone? Twilight Zone. Murphy's Law? No, this is is not even Murphy's Law. This This is total Twilight Zone. This is warped. Yes. We were just talking about, you know, Natalia has, like we said, has been here like 41 years and uh, has had the benefit of investing in property and then being able to rent her apartment out. But all of a sudden, the renter stops paying and she has no recourse. So, I mean, uh, let's go back. You rented your flat out. Yeah, because I went to Sweden. Exactly. I remember that. Right. You went to Sweden and you thought, well, I'll rent my flat out. So then... This person, who was the daughter of a neighbor, right, um, rented the flat and was more or less paying you the rent. No, she was paying the, the rent regularly in the beginning. Okay, and I was checking my account from my the place I was living in Sweden, so everything was okay. Right, and uh, then she stopped paying. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so she stopped paying. You yeah. came back to Barcelona, and here comes the really wicked part of all of this. If I mean, where you you say this to an American, with yeah. the way with the way the American justice right. uh, vigilante system works, because it really is, you know, yeah. hey, that's my property, get out. You know, you can you can you easily force people out. That's easily force people out. So this person came back. Uh, you you came back, and you said, you know. 
I need, you, you became ill. You were living yeah. uh, at the yacht club. Yeah, well, I was living on my boat. On your not boat? at the yacht club. Yeah, <laughs> at the yacht club, on your boat. Right. Um, with your lovely dog, Lily. Right. And um, then you uh, became ill, and the hospital said, and social services, well, where do you have to go when you come out of the hospital? Because you're, you know, really shouldn't be living on your boat. So That was the case. And social services, what happened? Well, social services, because now I had, uh, I was trying to uh, recover my property, my flat, because that was why I came back from Sweden. So, uh, so it was when I was hospitalized, I uh, supposedly I, I was right, like on the edge to get it back. And then uh, Abitatia, uh, Department of La Generalitat, uh, they all of a sudden said that, oh no, my poor tenant, uh, she should stay in the flat. and Bec Because and she has children and the poor thing, she has no place to go. Right. And, uh, well, <laughs> so social, the social services at the hospital, they got in touch with, got, got with the Abitatia and said that, hey, uh, the poor uh, owner. owner of the flat, <laughs> she happens to be sick. She has got no resources and uh, she needs to live somewhere. And we can't let her out of the hospital until, until she does. Until she has a place to go and live. And uh, well, they said uh, no way. So they kept uh, saying that no, she should stay. Okay. And fortunately, well, uh, you and you, you knew that a friend of mine, no, 86 year old friend, he said, uh, he found out about the situation. So he said, Hey, I've got, got a free room at my flat. Come and live with me. So, uh, yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> but as I said, my friend was 86 and, uh, that's life. So uh, he passed away last mm. summer. And uh, then I had to uh, rent a flat because she had stopped paying as soon as La Generalitat paid her uh, debt. Until March 2015, yeah. I believe. So let's count backwards. March 2015 See, until like, June of... It's like four, 14 months. Yeah. Almost 15 months. There has been no rent paid and no one has thrown her out. Nothing. We see, you know, going back to my days in Chicago and New York, I mean, we would have, you know, had a, we would have found out, you know, if she goes out someplace to work or whatever, she takes the kids out, you know, we go in and we change the locks, number one, so she can't get back in. So what's the story with that? <laughs> I mean, that's that's so funny. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean as, as you say, uh, because actually when, uh, when, when she stopped paying again, I got in touch with Habitat and I said, uh, hey, she doesn't pay. Are you going to pay? And they say, no, get a lawyer. And I said, I already had a lawyer when you got me into this mess. And I say, no, that's not our problem. Okay, so I had to start all over again, get a lawyer, blah, 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 and start the process. And, uh, well, I asked my lawyer and I said, uh, hey, I've got an extra, an extra key. How about I wait? Uh, when he when she goes out for something, I walk into the flat and I take over. Right. And they said, "Oh no, you can't do that." And I said, "You mean I?" No, she said because 
that's going to be a horrible problem, legal problem. Well, blah, blah, blah. You would so, be criminally charged. Yes. But she said, and I said, uh, hey, so if I kick, kick somebody else's door in, like uh, your son, I walk over to your flat and I kick the door in and uh, you don't found out, you don't find out because you're on a weekend trip, for example. Uh, then <laughs> you will not get in because I've changed the lock. <laughs> and then the, the, that hasn't got any well, consequences it, for some time. So it's like like weird. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about squatters' rights and all of yes. these regulations after. But, <laughs> I mean, think about it. So does your renter have a valid rental contract yes. right now? Yes. When is that rental contract up? 2017. Yes. Okay. So this is really the issue, is that as long here in, in Spain, which I see Virgil shaking his head because he's just so in disbelief at all of this, but because I've seen it so many times, and I'll tell you afterwards about another case, that, that really it's the owner of the flat who is in a much worse position than mm -hmm. the renter. Yeah. Where is Frankie Gio when you need him? We'll be back right after this. <laughs>
And that was the Spice Girls with Who Do You Think You Are? And I'm still, and I'm, and I'm, I'm thinking here, who does this person think she is that they can just, you know, bogard the property and just well, not, and just not, you know, it's, well, again, you know, coming from, like I said, New York and Chicago, it's just, you know, it's, it's you know, where, you know, your home is your castle and people, you can, yeah, you can have. <laughs> Saw off a shotgun and here's Johnny. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's, that's, that's the, you know, extreme sometimes, but, uh, you know, the sheriff Big has been known to come in and just, you know, re- remove people, you know, who don't pay. So why the law protects people? Well, so egregiously. Have you ever? Wrong. Are there? Is there such a thing as squatters' rights in the USA? There's a thing where there's squatters' rights if the property has been abandoned, and there's question as to the ownership of the property. Okay, but in this, this is not the case here. No. I mean, no. it's obvious no. that this flat belongs to Natalia, and Natalia is paying the it's, mortgage. It's even furnished. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, I've been in your flat, so yeah, I, know. I mean, it's it's. Uh, Ridiculous, but just think about it. Squatters' rights here, if, for example, you go away on holiday, just to explain this to all of you out there, and you go away on holiday, and while you're away, somebody goes into your home, changes the locks, takes over your home. If you do not do something about it in 48 hours? 24, I believe. 24 or 48 uh, well, it's it's in the first twenty four to forty eight hours. You need to take action to get them out, or they have squatters' rights within forty eight hours. Yes. Yeah. And well, well, I mean, wait, why? You go on, you go on vacation. Yes. And somebody comes in, and they then have the right to be in your apartment. Yes. Right. And as Anne said before. <laughs> Before the Spice Girls, I mean, <laughs> I I wanted to uh, tell me what you uh, want, tell what you really, people really want. <laughs> about this issue. Okay, I'm just one example, but you talk to whoever, walk out in the street, uh, talk to whoever, and they're going to tell you that. Well, that happened to me, or to my mother-in-law, or to my best friend, or to my cousin, and it's there is it happens all the time. And it's it's not like ridiculous. I, I mean, I can't. I, I, it, I I'm trying to get my mind around this. I mean, what kind of legal precedent is this based? You know, off I of really that? don't know, but I do know that this law exists. So this is just. A, is this a Catalonian law no, or just a Spanish no, law? No, Spain. And okay. uh, I also know, and similar things occur in England. Um, but the well, English see, but, take more action. But again, in England, you have different kind of property rights situation. There's a situation where you don't really own the property. It's a leasehold and, yeah. you know, the the descendant of the king or the grantee from the king is the one who owns the property. Right. So, yeah, you've got it's that. It's quite a bit different. Yeah. But here, for example, I mean, I benefited indirectly from a situation like this because mm-hmm. the flat that I bought had been, had had this previous situation where someone had gone, not a squatter, but similar to you, the last renter, the previous renter, had not paid their rent for more than a year, had the property had been basically destroyed, and the owner was just so fed up that they said, okay, I just want to sell. I don't care. So when they finally got the person out, hmm. they said, I'm going to sell. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. And, so, uh, so, so, I mean, you, you couldn't, 
you know, go and hire some of your local neighborhood thugs just to, you know, go well, and, I have, and I've get got them out. that offer uh, more than once over these months. But uh, me being Swedish, I don't believe in those methods. But I hear a lot of people saying, hey, I know uh, yeah. a couple of <laughs> who could make this happen for you. But Absolutely. no, uh, I'm not going to do that. I am Swedish. Sorry. <laughs> 41 years in Spain, I'm still Swedish. <laughs> but I have to just one thing right now. Uh, well, I'm still waiting for something to happen. So um, I, I uh, called my lawyer and I said, uh, hey, uh, what if she, the girl, what if she calls me and says, hey, I'm, uh, I'm going to give you back the keys, come over and get them. And she said, oh, no, do not. You, you can be charged for robbery and uh, getting into somebody else's <laughs> home and I don't know how many things. Tell her to, to deposit them at... The, at uh, Abitacha. No, no, at, uh, to a judge or something. Or to court. Yeah, or whatever. But no, don't touch the keys and f- by, by any way, you know, you may not get into the flat. <laughs> I think the situation is so ridiculous. It's so catch-22. It's so ridiculous. It's so absurd. I mean, I'm paying the mortgage. I'm paying the EB. I'm paying everything. And I can't use the flat. And on top of it, obviously, I have to pay the person who owns the flat I live in. Right. I'm not going yeah. to live under a bridge. I'm a little yeah, yeah. bit mm. too too old for that. Okay, so... What about utilities? Are those being paid? I suppose so. But Are they in her name or yeah. your name? No. Her name. Yeah, because I let her, I let her um, put Change. them into her name. So that she'd be charged what she used and all of that. I mean, yeah. uh, okay. because yes, in the beginning you were uh, sometimes, some once or twice before the name was changed and uh, she hadn't paid electricity. So I had, like, I had like to chase her to say, hey, I want electricity and so on. So was, in but, this case, it was better that it was in her name. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I thought, but well, anyway. But, um, in, well, speaking of that, in Sweden, when we rent something, we pay the rent. Well, seems like everybody mm-hmm. in Sweden is such a nice person. But I mean, the situation, I believe, the problem isn't... The problem is that this isn't, as I said before, it isn't like my poor me. No, it's it's the situation. More widespread. And there are so many people having exactly the same problem. Okay. So, I mean, we're speaking about utilities, and I have another friend who has a similar situation. The people, st- not similar, but, I mean, the the renters stopped paying their rent. And she said, well... I'm sick of this. She's English. I'm just going to go in and change the, you know, electricity, have the electricity shut off. And I said to her, don't you dare. You will be criminally charged. And she said, what do I care? What are they going to come and find me in England? I said, in that case, they have uh, a very, very quick case to take you into police custody. But the people in your house who aren't playing can do whatever they damn well please. Isn't that absurd? That's totally absurd. But, again, you're listening to English Radio in the Morning, 106.9 FM, Radio Canal Barcelona. As I shake my head, uh, we'll be back to talk more about this. Maybe we'll change the subject because it's, it's you know, I'm thinking about 
flying in some folks from New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Setting up a new business. Yeah, yeah. Catch money. Games change and fears. When will they go from here? When will they stop? I believe that fate has brought us here. And we should be together, babe. Macy Gray with I Try, and I'm trying to understand that, but anyway. It is hard. It is hard. But you've done some wonderful other things apart from fighting the, the, <laughs> the, the, the justice system here. Yeah, Natalia's had an amazing life. So tell us about it. Then you've been well, PR agent and... Uh, uh, 
Well, it's Natalia extraordinaire. I have a hat. I'm going to try to make it very brief. Actually, obviously, I, when I arrived in Barcelona, I didn't even know one word of Spanish. So I, I sort of, when I found that I might stay for a while, uh, I thought that I had to give up my dreams of becoming a journalist. Uh, but uh, I started to learn Spanish in my own own way, not the conventional studying way. But yes, uh, so I started to study Spanish and uh, I was first paid for writing. I mean, I wrote before and published, but uh, when I was first paid, that was 1980. Mm. And then I was hooked. I said, wow, <laughs> <laughs> I can actually write and get money for it. <laughs> so, uh, well, and uh, so, yes, that's how I became a journalist. And before that, I uh, I worked as as a motorbike mechanic. I've got a <laughs> I've got a degree as a car mechanic, but really? yes, I worked a year and something as. I, I forgot that that was something that we had in common. I yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> And uh, it was fun, actually. I even repaired uh, the bo- motorbikes of La Guardia Urbana. Being illegal. I, being illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was no, was no such term as illegal when I came here. I was like the only foreigner in, st- in town. <laughs> so you just had, you know, the sidewalk uh, garage. No, just... no, no. I was working in a real garage. Oh, okay. it's, it's still around. It's, uh, okay. it's a very... It has got a very good name, so... But no, it was a very fun part of my life. And, uh, well, then, as I said, uh, I became a journalist, and I still love writing. And uh, and then I became a publicist, and I've been working with uh, a lot of people, like uh, Anthony Quinn, mm. like Stuart Granger, Maud Adams, and so forth, and so forth. And uh, well, and then I had my own publishing house for ten years. We what sort of things did you publish? Everything. We had uh, musical magazines. So we uh, uh, we published a bilingual Spanish English uh, magazine about uh, desktop publishing, hmm. which was very interesting. Hmm. And uh, we also had. Uh, uh well everything we had when i when i left we had uh, 13 different uh titles, titles mm-hmm. in this on the newsstands mm-hmm. that was back then when the, there were newsstands yeah. around right. <laughs> well just joking no but uh i uh, it's been a fascinating life and uh, the good thing is as as a journalist uh, I've also been to working in Hollywood for mm. three months, you know, doing all the stories for Ola and Diez Minutos and right, everything right. else. And uh, you go to the Grammys and uh, you do whatever you please. <laughs> and well, uh, well, you, you get to learn a lot of people and uh, yes, but it has been very fun. And uh, though Barcelona has changed, uh, it's still Pretty interesting town. Well, I was going to ask you know how has it changed from a time when you know print journalism and print communications were you know de rigueur. Now you have digital and electronic media. Yeah. How have you evolved in terms of being able to do what you do? 
Well, um, I had my first email, I believe, on CompuServe back in back in '87. Yeah, <laughs> so, CompuServe. Yeah, right. and I was, uh, I became sort of a, a digital uh, pioneer here in Spain because I saw internet coming, mm-hmm. and I uh, teached uh, CEO back in the '94, I believe, search engine optimization, and. Uh, then I organized Spain's first Internet Congress. Hmm. So a few of the uh, Internet gurus and millionaires that are around there, they met at my Congress, <laughs> where I actually first started to, invent to use the word ne- networking because I, I said between the conferences, I said, uh, remember, uh, you have a break or a coffee break or whatever, but that's the time you have for networking so don't neglect that free time and uh, well it's been been very interesting but i still believe that uh when when it comes to journalism i believe uh it doesn't really matter whether you're writing for a digital media or a written or a script or a printed one I still think, I mean, it's like when they when TV came around, I was there around them, and they said that, oh, no, TV will kill the radio. It didn't, right? right. right. <laughs> and uh, they said that Internet would kill the newspapers. Well, it has changed the but, newspaper business. But we business, still have newspapers But here. we still have newspapers. And I still believe that people will always consume good journalism in whatever form it comes. I mean, I uh, follow quite a bit of uh, journalists on Twitter and uh, I still believe you can you can still see uh, who, I mean, I'm not talking about if they are, I mean, a good article is a good article. It's all about content. Yeah, it's, it's about all about content. content. I mean, the packaging helps that the person, you know, knows how to transmit it. Mm. Right. Um, uh, but it's know, still inside but, but of the it's, article. But it's still content. That's the whole thing. The content <clears throat> has value. Then wherever the channel you access it is going to be important. Right. We'll be back more to talk with uh, Natalia right after this.
Desiree with You Gotta Be. Now, again, we were just talking about some of the observations you've seen over these 40-some-odd years. Uh, how has Barcelona changed? Well, it has changed in ma- many ways, obviously. It has grown. <laughs> but uh, also, I'm, uh, I al- always loved the old city. And I remember that uh, when you came out from a disco or something and in the early morning hours there was nothing so nice as in summertime, you would take your shoes in your hand and you would walk bare feet down Ramblas <laughs> and uh, because they were they were cleaning Ramblas but with um, hoses right. and, um, and uh, s- sweeping the floor literally. Somebody right. took the water, somebody else went sweeping, and so forth. And it was clean. Well, it was for sure cleaner than my house. <laughs> but no, it was, it was really, it was fantastic. But uh, I mean, uh, nowadays, uh, I mean, uh, some, some of the streets in, in, uh, in uh, Ciudad Vella, well, I, I prefer not, not, even when you, when you walk with shoes, just you right. saying, hey, I'm going to like step over here and yeah. there. And, and when I take my dog, it's horrible. I have to have to wash her feet mm. when I come home. And um, I mean, basically, you li- you lived through the Franco's death. Yes, here. it wasn't my fault, though. It was sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the transition. We had this. Yeah. No. Uh, the but transition yes. and how, how? What? Tell us an anecdote about how things have changed. 
Well, things have changed in many ways, but it's it's taken a long time. I remember one anecdote that I'll never forget. I was I was in a cab. By then, yes, you could <laughs> afford cabs to everywhere, and uh, I heard the radio was on as usual in any cab. That hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. So uh, and uh, they had like uh, like a talk show, and they asked an expert, and they said, uh, "Well, when something as." big as this, I mean, uh, Franco's death. Franco has passed away. This was just a few days after. And they said, now uh, everything changes, right? And the expert said, uh, well, no, actually, and when there will be deep changes like this, but that will show in two generations from now. It so will it not years. show... Yeah, and that's exactly the point we are now. And we are see- seeing real changes in people's education and mm. behavior. And uh, you see a lot of things uh, very, very different. Well, some, some are people better. say bring Franco back because of the behavior, <laughs> well, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> Some true. are better, some are worse, Yeah, <laughs> as with any change. You don't see as many naked people walking around. Now or then? Now. 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 Yes. Because even when I first moved, well, I first came here, even before I moved here, yeah. it was not uncommon to see naked folks walking around the no. street. Partially really naked. naked. No, 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 no. Fully, naked. fully. Buck naked. Yeah. Buck naked. Buck naked. Yeah. What, where? Uh, down in the Barceloneta. Down yeah, really? In, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I live in the different. Well, you well you were you were an uptown <laughs> girl, so you didn't you? Sorry, you were an uptown. But no, I we first, yeah. the first time I saw it, you know, Jennifer and I were walking uh, along the uh, uh, by the beach. And she says, "Is that guy naked?" I said, "Yeah, he's naked." <laughs> yeah, yep, sure is. <laughs> no, we've been we've seen. Uh, in fact, you go down to the marina. There's some guys I've seen down there cleaning their boats. You know, totally naked. Well, that's one thing, but that's I mean, walking around no, the streets. No, but walking around the streets, yeah. Yeah. So no, those things um, have changed. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, I mean. But we're not talking many years ago. No. I mean, that's not no. many okay. years ago. So no. another thing that I've noticed here, you were talking about cleanliness, is, you know, kind of the respect for the for the garbage containers. When yeah. I yes. first moved here, no one had any respect. People would just drop the bag in front of the container. Yeah, yeah, now, now people will put it in the container and, and they'll use the small containers for small paper and stuff. Although, as I saw a post from Natalia the other day, which I found very interesting, where she said that she saw this guy from a, a construction site who was emptying out, you know, the sacks that they get yeah, for right. rub, for rubble? Right. They were emptying out those sacks into municipal garbage bins. Huh. And and you know getting away with it, right? Instead of having to pay for a private contract, exactly, come in and do it. So yeah. you know, I mean, those kind of things do you know continue to happen here. Yeah, but I think in all in all, I think it's still a you know it's a great place to be. Absolutely, it that, is. You know, all of that. Well, we're going to come back and wrap up uh, with Natalia right after this. Love 
Don't say no, honey Not tonight I need to have you next to me In more ways than one And I refuse to leave Till I see the morning sun Creep through your windowpane Cause love won't let you down Listen girl Turn down the lights And take my hand We'll take a flight And we'll spend the night Honey, in Wonderland So now move a little closer to me Cause you all went to yourself And I would selfishly Take a little for myself And all because of you Then love won't let me wait Oh, not for one minute Seal doing you know, an all-time classic, Love Won't Let Me Wait. Well, we've waited a lot and see how Barcelona has evolved. Uh, as a publicist, obviously, you want to try to talk about the great things about the city. What are the, some of the things you see about Barcelona now and Barcelona in the future that kind of excites you? Well, I think we are into a more digital town. Mm. I do believe it will become true this about uh, 
that you will have Wi-Fi available almost everywhere. I don't know if you've seen that. You know that you have the w. some bus. No, there are some bus stops in town where they've actually got USBs, so you can charge your phone on the bus oh, really? stop. Oh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen those. <laughs> well. I haven't so, seen those. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> okay. So there's a lot of interesting things, a yeah. lot of developments and, uh, going on. And a part of that, I, I think they uh, also, what I'm really, I'm pretty sure it will happen. I mean, that Ciudad Vella will go the same way as El Born. So that means they will clean it up in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And because, I mean, in no big city that I know of, uh, the most precious place in the city is exactly the old town. Right. Because that's where the town started and uh, the tourists and everybody Historical else will all, will always want to go and mm-hmm. see the old city. And uh, so I'm pretty sure uh, they will find out that right beside <laughs> the... Uh, uh, the Generalitat and the Ayuntamiento. I mean, they have got this precious, very, very s- small space on uh, on uh, right on the corner, right. and they're not taking care of it because uh, actually, uh, if you if you look at the same tile on uh, Plaza San Jaime, and then you look at the same exactly the same uh, tile and okay. supposed color in the, in Les Codiers, and you're saying, hey, it's only three minutes away, and hey, there it's white, and here it's uh, well, we're not black. gonna name it black <laughs> because Puce. they. Uh, but anyway, and uh, I'm excited about that, and I believe it's beginning to happen because I, I see uh, construction sites uh, down there. And, okay, so that uh, yeah. could mean that yeah, that's, that's good for you. That's because, good for me. Because your property is there, so <laughs> yes. when you get it back hopefully next month. <laughs> hopefully. Cross uh, fingers. Right. We'll have a celebration. We'll have, have, a have, celebration. have a new homecoming party for you. <laughs> <laughs> for example. But no, I, I think there is a lot of uh, as I said, I think there is technology uh, going to be more and more available. And I also think they are doing serious uh, attempts to uh, make the make the city more attractive. And what I begin, what I believe in, is that they will know how to handle the tourists. Mm. And I'm I'm not meaning handle them in any bad sense. I'm just meaning that yes, the city needs the income from that tourist brings, but they must also. Protect uh, the infrastructure. Yeah, the city and they and must the make people. sure that uh, it doesn't become only like uh, like um, Disneyland, uh, right? Right. So uh, so that the tourists um, must have their space and have their fun, but so uh, but uh, not necessarily interfering with the rest of the city. Yeah. True. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, once again, we've run out of time, and we've had a great conversation talking about uh, the law and the future and the past of Barcelona. Uh, be sure to like us uh, on English Radio, Facebook, and get the Lexu shows like this one. And we're going to have a great day, and we hopefully are. you'll have a great one, too. And a super weekend. Looks uh, like it's going to be very nice out there. All of that. Have a great one, Barcelona. We'll see you next week.
वह 